Hey everyone, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and as promised, we are going to pick up where we left off last week. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sporting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets as our self-service kiosks or with a sportsbook representative, then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, mid-season report cards for every Steeler, basically. Um, but what I'm doing is did offense on Friday, uh, recording this on Sunday, so you have it Monday morning. Going through every defensive player and how has my opinion changed positively or negatively about the player since the second the season started. So after preseason, after camp, regular season, how has it changed? Let's start with the big guys on defense. We'll go with the nose tackles first. Tyson Alualu, uh, big, big thumbs down. I think the the end has come for Mr. Alualu. He is no longer, I don't say a functional player, but he is no longer a plus player whatsoever. I can't remember a play he's made all year, and he gets less and less snaps, less and less effective. I think his career is over. At least his Steeler career needs to be over, maybe even before the season ends, unfortunately. So he has hit that wall. Uh, his backup, slide maybe even ahead of him, Montrevis Adams. I guess it was... I mean, my stock wasn't super high on the guy coming in. I thought he was a sixth or seventh defensive lineman, a backup nose for whatever that's worth. I think that's still the same. Um, I'd like to see a little more out of him, I guess. But I think he's in the mix still and going forward. Um, nose isn't what it used to be in terms of value to the team. But I think he can compete going forward for the second nose spot again, for whatever that's worth. So... Um, far from guaranteed anything, of course. Cam Hayward is a tough one for me because I have to go down, but because the stock was so high. <laughs> I mean, there was nowhere really to go but down. He hasn't been as impactful as a pass rusher this year. And as was the case when Watt was out last year, he's demanding a ton of blocking attention. I don't think he's handling it or exceeding it quite to the level he did last year. But his run defense is still really good. He still greatly impacts the game. I'm not even talking about his impact as a leader, as a spokesman, as a you know the, the big-time tough guy that everybody looks for. But I do think you need to start looking for his replacement, grooming younger guys. But that doesn't change what we think of him. You know what I mean? Um, so stock is basically equal, but it had nowhere to go, but down. So I'm going to say down fewer, huge plays in the passing game. Larry Ogan Joby, I'm still fond of excited to see him in the second half of the season, presumably a little healthier than we've seen him lately, but I'm going to say slight stock down. Um, I was pretty high on him. I mean, I thought he was going to be an impactful every down three technique type uh, you know, aggressive upfield player. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying he's a little less of that than I sus suspected when the Steelers signed him. I mean, I thought they would get 
closer to two at level production than he's given us, you know. Um, but he's had his moments. I like him. Um, Chris Wormley, I have to say he is what he is, and that's valuable, but it's depth. He's the number four type guy amongst your three, four defensive ends. I'm great with that. Uh, when forced into too many snaps, he kind of disappears. Um, he's an even Steven guy, which is fine. I mean, I think that's what you wanted out of the position. Um, Isaiah Loudermilk is a tough one to me. I mean, he was inactive for much of the season. And that's not a ringing endorsement, but it was also a pretty crowded defensive line room with Liao. Um he is being miscast a little right now, too, as that edge defender, which isn't what he is. So I'm going to say stock down because I was expecting kind of a breakout year, but he is playing a lot right now. And I think he's endearing himself to the coaching staff more and more. So very subject to change on that one. We're going to say stock down because I was really excited about him before the season. And we haven't quite seen that yet, but I still think he's a long-term keeper. Um, the outside linebacker position, I'm going to ignore Watt. I'm just looking at the active roster right now. He's not on it, but, I mean, he's as good as ever, if not better. It's just, I mean, durability, so I guess he's a stock downer. Uh, Highsmith, he has to be a stock up. I mean, he's never going to be Batman. He's always going to be Robin. But I think that now, with the big sack numbers, he gets a lot more attention than he ever did in terms of blocking schemes. He still is productive. It's somewhat of a quiet big sack number. But he's a really good player. He's an ascending player. He's a stock up for me. Malik Reed's a tough one for me, too. Because when they made the trade, you know, Watt was healthy. And I thought, ooh, nice rotational piece get him in there 30, 35% of the snaps, energetic guy, not the biggest. And then Watt goes out and you need more from him and disappears a lot. Um, he's shown up more of late, which I'm cool with. They didn't give up a ton for him. I mean, so it's not like I had high, you know, it wasn't, you know, the Dolphins trading, you know, for uh, Bradley Chubb and, you know, it's just a, it's an, another piece, a third outside linebacker. I think that's what he is. I wish he was a little more physical, but he defends a run better than you might think. You know, securing that edge. He's a stock even Steven for me. Um, Ryan Anderson's on this list, or on this roster for now, probably not for long. Uh, I really don't have an opinion on him, to be honest with you. I kind of liked him coming out of Bama as an undersized guy. I would like to see him here, but he's played very little, so no comment on that one. Jameer Jones, I like. Of the... Fourth type outside linebackers of late. He's maybe my favorite. I think he has some physicality. I think he's got a little pop in his hands. I don't think he's a great athlete, but he's a very good special teamer. So from that regard, I think he's a keeper and somebody that's pretty secure here and contributes on game day every game. So that has value. And I don't think any of us were expecting him to be Lawrence Taylor. You know, so um, I'm a fan of Jameer Jones. Uh, quick break here, and we will do the inside linebackers in second.
with linebacker talk. Miles Jack, coming off a rough outing, so I don't want to overreact to the latest we've seen of him. I think he's been a good player. I was really high on him coming out of camp, though. I had some reservations that, boy, he's going to be the next Ryan Shazier, Jack Lambert. You know, I mean, I think people got a little ahead of themselves. I mean, he wasn't tremendous his last year in Jacksonville, and you got him for a pretty good price. But I'm going to say he's exceeded expectations. He's been pretty solid week to week. Um, That's a tough call for me because I liked him. I didn't love him. I still like him. I don't love him. I mentioned Shazier. I think there's a case to be made that he's their best inside linebacker since Shazier, but that's not saying a ton, to be honest with you. Devin Bush has to be a stock up because he was extremely worrisome going into the season. I mean, camp was okay. Last season was dismal. I think he's been fine. Uh, that's an upgrade. That's better than I expected. I, if you had told me on opening day that Devin Bush will be fine and maybe doesn't make a lot of splash plays, but also doesn't make a lot of mistakes, would you take that, Matt? Yeah, I'll take that. I don't think he's ever going to live up to being the top 10 linebacker pick, at least not in black and gold. But he has not hurt the defense, um, so I think he's a stock-up guy. Robert Spillane, to me, I always kill this dude, but I'm going to give him a stock-up because I was so low on him before the season. So maybe that's you know nowhere to go but up situation. Watching him in camp every every camp every practice, I didn't think he's an NFL defensive player. They obviously disagree with me and with those low low expectations I had, I suppose he has surpassed those. He is a good special teamer. In the perfect world or next year, he's your fourth inside linebacker, certainly not your third. But again, he had nowhere up to go in terms of his stock. So I guess he's a stock up guy reluctantly. Marcus Allen, all he brings is special teams. He seems like he's somewhat of a distraction in the locker room. I'm going to go stock down on him. I mean, are you? is he really an asset to this team? I was a little shocked he made it, so he really had nowhere to go but down or up to, but... He is a good special teamer. He can't play on the defense. So I guess he's the same, but it's still really low for me. I think they'd be better off if he was not part of the team. And maybe that won't last forever. Who knows? Uh, Mark Robinson's a tough one. He's on the roster as well. I know people would like to see him. Um, I think he's a next year project, though. I think he's very much learning the position. But he's a splash guy. I expect him to be like a preseason superstar next year. But his stock can't change because he really hasn't done anything here. I mean, nor should he. He needs to be redshirted. Safeties. Minka. I'm going to keep going up. I mean, I know that, boy, A.J. Brown made a play on him. Yeah, but this guy is potentially still the best safety in the league. I thought that before the season. So he's almost a nowhere to go but down guy. But he's excelled without much of a pass rush helping him. Uh, That hasn't been the case in previous years. Not that he hasn't excelled, but he's had pass rush helping him. Now he's shown that he can maintain things with a little longer time to cover folks. Um, He's obviously missed when he's not out there. His versatility is extreme, and I think we will see more and more and more of it, especially when KZ returns, which should be any minute. 
So Mink is a stud. I mean, he's worth the money. He's worth everything we've done. He's lived up to everything to me. I think Edmonds is clearly a stock-up guy. Um, again, not a big splash play guy. Asked to do a lot. I mean, he plays man coverage on tight ends. He plays the run in the box against bigger blockers. He plays too deep. He does everything that combo safeties do. And he doesn't do any of them exceptional, but he is good in all facets. I think he's had a very good year. I would strongly consider giving him a two-year deal or something along those lines. Definitely stock up for Edmonds. I don't know what to think on Norwood. I think probably stock down. I mean, he's a second-year guy that was a seventh-round pick. But I really liked flashes last year. I've liked some flashes this year. I think he gets exposed the more he's out there. You know, he's a seventh-round pick. So I guess maybe I was hoping that Norwood was going to be a, a home run starter, maybe Edmonds replacement. And so I guess my I might have watched out kicked my coverage a little bit on him. My my thoughts coming into the season. He's a pretty valuable player. Need to keep him around, I think. Not that he's going anywhere. But he has value to me. So he's probably a third safety. When KZ's here, he's the fourth safety. Boom, cool. That's where he should be. Good. Same with Miles Killebrew. I mean, he hardly plays on defense. He's a great special teamer. Um, I think those guys have value. I'd rather, I'd take him over Marcus Allen all day long. So slight stock up on Killebrew. Now let's talk corners. Millette. Only a slot. Gets exposed the deeper and deeper he gets downfield. But he's a pretty good football player. And I, I think when used right against the right type of slots or as a blitzer, a physical player, he's I'm cool with him. You know, I mean, Sutton's the better cover guy in either slot, but Sutton sometimes has to be outside. So Millette's a stock up guy for me, as is Sutton. He's one I would look to resign. I really like his football intelligence. They ask a lot of things of him. Sometimes he'll drop into a two-deep safety situation, slot outside. He's not a superstar. He never will be. Solid, valuable contributor. Has some leadership traits. I'm a fan. Um, he's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Witherspoon has to be stocked down. I mean, th this, this last week against... You know, Brown and whatnot was ugly. He had some, had some ugly times against Amari Cooper. I think he's good against number two, number three type receivers, but a certain type because he's so long and angular that, you know, he has to be used a certain way. And teams realize that as well. Um, he's not a special team demon. I bet he's not in the equation next year. And... I'm okay with that, um, but he will be on the field for somebody. You know, like, he's not junk. I mean, so corners are hard to find. Corners with his length are extremely hard to find, his height. So he has value, but I had higher hopes for him. That's also the case with Levi Wallace, who has been injured, of course. But I think his lack of speed does show up at times. Um, I haven't seen much splash out of him either. I think Buffalo liked the player, didn't love the traits, and was happy to move on from him and aren't missing him at all. And the Steelers might be in that same situation sooner than later, depending what else is brought in. James Pierre is definitely a stock-up guy. I mean, 
this time last year, he was like losing his starting job, but that was probably unfair to think of him as a starter. I don't look at him as a starter, but every time he seems to see the field, he seems to do fine, you know, and he's also a very good special teams player. So he's a hit to me. I mean, again, you have nothing invested in him. Undrafted free agent, not making any money. James Pierre is your fourth corner. Outside guy, pretty much only in special teamer. Cool. Makes moving on from Wallace and Witherspoon and their contracts easier. Um, Josh Jackson, he wasn't with the team, so he's definitely a stock up. Maybe he can be in that Pierre mold like I just talked about. A little more of a uh, of a pedigree, second-round pick. Uh, that was probably too early for him anyway. He's not a super athlete or anything like that. More zone than man. But might, maybe he's a find that can stick with this team for the next couple years, and when injuries hit, gets thrust in there, doesn't embarrass himself. Uh, we've talked to William Jackson. He's on here. I can't change my opinion on him. I never watched him play as a Steeler, of course. Boswell, I assume it has to go down because he's missed a couple kicks, but I don't worry about him in the slightest. <laughs> you know, he's a top five kicker, but he has missed a couple. I uh, missed a little bit of time, too. Um, Harvin, I guess, is down. You can't have that one crappy kick a game. You know, I mean, the great ones are fine. But the, just a consistent punter would be, you know, desired here. And he's immensely talented. You knew it was going to be a roller coaster, but it's just a little too many ups and downs than I want from that position. I don't want to worry about a punter. You know what I mean? Um, that's going to do it. If you guys have some ideas, you know, I haven't even dug into Saints research yet. They don't play till Monday night. So if you have some ideas of something to talk about tomorrow or the next day before we really start digging into the next opponent, let me know. Uh, content's going to be a little tough on me this week, obviously, but I'll come up with some ideas. Uh, over and out. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.